What's going on, podcast listeners? This is your host, Matt, and welcome to another episode of the FOE Podcast. Of course, you know, I got my boy Josh alongside, but I do the intros by myself. Kind of helps with breaking ice for us so we can just get straight into the conversations. But this week, we had a very packed episode. We did a couple NFL halftime awards, talked about this very boring version of the trade deadline. Uh, best of the buys, of course. We thought we was going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, but I'm hearing that Rodgers is not playing. But, you know, I still feel like the, the Packers have the ability to pull off that win. Of course, trending, pretending, ending, or floating now because we <laughs> some teams we feel like we got to put a float on. We're not really sure on them yet. We predicted the NFC and the AFC playoff seedings. And, of course, you know, I might drop at the end. You got to listen real close or you might miss it. But I'm not going to hold you up any longer. You can also follow us on Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast. And then you can follow us on Twitter as well. The Daily FOE, that's my handle. And J underscore Ho34, that's Josh handle. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. <laughs> oh, my Dude. God. Man, I was talking to Jay today. He was telling me how um, how he felt when it came to Brian Danielson and his booking. And then, and he he had a a point. I I I get his point. It's like it's not that the matches are bad; they're just fanfare. They really don't mean a lot. I was like, well, I had to sit there and think, and I was like, but Nunez, it's like, well, they kind of did that for the people. <laughs> I'm just like, what the Kenny? I was like, well, damn, all this shit did start when they did that Kenny Omega draw. I would have been okay if they would have had a, a finish for that. Like they didn't have to do a draw. Nah, I feel like I feel like that was the right call to put help put doubt in Omega's mind that oh shit, this man can hang with me. And you know, now he can say obviously that happened a while back, but you know, he was able to say, You can you can hang with me, but you haven't proved that you're better than me. You know, and then Brian's like, you know, you haven't proved that you're better than me. So I mean it's uh it's eventually gonna lead to another match. I mean, honestly, that's going to be a fucking my, banger. If I have my guess, and this is just me just having a bunch of thoughts when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, you know, it's been said that he, that uh, Brian Danielson wants a, a dream match against Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada is the recent winner of the G1 Climax. And instead of carrying a briefcase, he said, give me back my old title. So he's walking around with the old IWGP world title. That's like that's what he's doing, and I love it. Like I, I love his attitude and everything. And for what I'm hearing, he's about to, you know, come over to the states for a little while. So you know, you go and you beat the man that you know Kenny Omega. It took three tries for Kenny Omega to beat. You go and beat him in one try. You know that kind of brings up a lot of, a lot of uproar. <clears throat> yeah, that's something else that you can use to rub it in. Yeah, so you know, I I can see all that. But I got his point where it was like, you know, a lot of it's fan service. And I'm like, yeah. But God damn it, if it's fan service, man, then, you know, hey, I love it. I love every minute of it. <laughs> right? Just fantastic wrestling. Yeah, just nothing but fantastic wrestling, man. Like, I've never seen a bad <laughs> Brian Dan- uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson match because I got a whole playlist on YouTube that I just go and I watch his matches. I haven't seen a bad one. Like, all of his matches have to be, it's either perfect or damn near perfect. 
I'm sure there's something in there. I mean, we can go back and we can look in WWE. We'll probably find a couple of what yeah, the fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not his fault though. You know, that's just it's just Vince McMahon doing his thing. Oh boy, that's a but, whole another thing. But if you look back in it, like just to go back, I think it was last week or the week before, I was talking about Michael Cole and him saying that uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar was going to be the greatest match in history. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even top Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar because that was a banger. Like Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, that's a fantastic matches. one. Yeah, it's like Brock's best matches since uh, he returned, in my opinion. It's been against, you know, the two guys. That's like really undersized. AJ Styles and Brian Daniels, or Daniel Bryan during that time. Like those been that his... match. That match with Finn Balor was amazing too. Yeah, like it's always the smaller guy he has his best matches with. And they're like, nah, put him with Roman. I mean, no I mean this this one this one makes sense, but yeah. I mean, it was really like they knew that what that match wasn't going to get anywhere. In the states, like it was probably going to get a lot of booze. It may have gotten cheered because you know Roman he he's leading in merchandise and sales, but the the tactics are starting to get a little bit old. Like, nah, we don't need it every match. Like the Usos don't need to come down to the ring every single match and get involved in every single match. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, I like Roman a lot. But it's it does seem like it's starting to be like the new age John Cena. How so? But, you know, just just being you know, being on top, being the champion, winning nonstop. It's it's in a completely different way. It's in a way that I actually like. But it does kind of draw those comparisons just a little bit. Leading merchandising sales. Being the man, being the head of the company, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we all saw this coming. It's just that it I guess took a while Vince, to get here. Yeah, I guess Vince. I don't know if he thought that. You know, we we can't have a heel as our top guy. But well, apparently you can. <laughs> yeah, you can have your heel as a top guy. So I guess he never thought that, but he's gonna be there for a while, like. Then you know the other Uso brother, he just debuted on uh he just debuted on NXT, so now they got another member of the bloodline. That'd be interesting if they decide to call him up. Yeah, they might fast track him. They don't need to fast track anybody anymore, because that's why we're in this shit we're in now. I say it ain't, it ain't the fast track, it's just diving off a cliff. I mean, if they would have look I look at like Finn Balor, like that time he spent Going back, it was good. You know, he got better on the microphone. He was already a solid wrestler, but he got better on the mic with his hero running NXT. NXT is here for developmental purposes. Vince knows he likes a character more than an athlete, so you gotta let you gotta leave them there long enough to develop their character, not six months. It's not yeah, a long time. Yeah, and he keeps you keep certain. Other wrestlers, <clears throat> Nia Jax, on the main <laughs> roster who need to go down developmental to work on their wrestling ability. Yeah, like, I don't think he could do Eva Marie, though. That would never, I don't think it would benefit her at all. I don't know why she's even with the company, dude. 
Like, she would have been a great manager, bro. Like, you could have just been a manager, and I think everybody would have been okay with that. Or she but was a manager. She should have well, stayed a manager. Yeah. I mean, I still don't. I don't care for her. Or not. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I glad am. her and Shayna broke up. Yeah, they, they fucked over Shayna, man. Shayna is yeah. a badass. Yeah, I, I hope eventually they bring that back. Like full time, like I know she's, she's had a few wins that looked, you know, dominant, like like we expect her to be, but, you know, until you really give her like a true push to the top, it's always gonna be like, you know, you guys fucked her over, you guys could have had so much better. Yeah, and then whenever Oscar, whenever Oscar comes back, that'd be awesome. Hopefully, they don't fuck her up too. They need to unleash her. Like, just just let her go, cause you're stuck on. You know, matter of fact, don't don't do that. Just send her out to send her out to the UK so we can get a dream match between her and Miko Satomura. Like, just just do that. Send her out to NXT UK. I'm, I have no problem with them sending people back, cause I feel like that's what NXT like the NXT NXT UK is here for. Like to develop and uh, kind of help bolster out their roster and give some like put a veteran there to get veteran experience out to the young stars. But they they don't know what to do with Oscar. Like they don't they really know, don't. That they don't know what to do with her at all. Just just let her wrestle. She's better than you know your four horsewoman. I know it's hard to believe for Vince, but she's better than the four horsewoman. So, uh, you know what we need. We need Oscar in AEW. Oscar versus Britt Baker. Doctor oh, Britt Baker. DMD. Oh, I'll, and... I'll say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad you said that name. What the full name? Nah, Britt Baker. Just in general. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just just before before because this this is gonna be my last thing, so we can actually move into some football. But when it comes to Britt Baker, I have to say I feel like she's overrated. Really? Yeah, not in all aspects, but she is. There. Come on now. Let's let's put it this way. She's a good wrestler. But the level that they got her on, I don't see her at. Some of her matches can be off-paced. Um, she can't put on good matches with everybody. Sometimes it seems like she's a little bit lazy with her moves, and this is just me. This is just me just analyzing what I see. Like it's too much shift with her matches. Like I don't know what it's gonna be. Like when she wrestled Thunder Rosa. It was good. I'm not gonna say that Abaddon match was bad. It was uh, it was all right. You know, it was it was meant for what it was supposed to be. I wish they'll give Abaddon more screen time. But there's like, some tacks in the mouth that finish. Oh, that yeah, was like, so... yeah, like that was you brutal. know, that's that's fun. I'll give them that. But you can't really tell me like Oscar and Britt Baker. Yeah, it's a dream match because of the name. But I don't think she's ready for her. I don't even think that she's ready for Jamie Hayter. And, you know, that's that's like an enforcer for her. I like Jamie Hayter more than uh, Britt Baker. Wow. Like, she's good on the mic. She's very good on the mic, you know. Got to take personal jabs and all that other shit. You know, it's professional wrestling. But in the ring, I, there, there's a couple people in this industry I feel like is better than her. Oh, she's, a, she's not the number one. But I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan. Oh, I know no, she's everybody not. should be. Like, she's, she's great for the sport. It's just, my opinion, 
like she's a great wrestler. It's just that the consistency part in some of her matches seem a little bit lazy. That's all. I got. I understand that. But give me Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker again because this Ty Conti match, I don't think it's going to be that good. Dude, give me Thunder Rosa versus Asuka. Oh, my God. That's a dream match right there. That's a good one. That's going to be brutal. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Josh. This is a wild week eight. Yes, it was. It was, it was one of those weeks. A week where we saw Geno Smith throw 14 straight completions. A backup quarterback win a game for the Jets against the Bengals. Cooper Rush outplayed Kirk Cousins. What the hell is going on? It's the NFL, man. It's the NFL. There's <laughs> from week to week, there's always, you know, the whole the whole cliche or overused expression any given Sunday. Dude, <laughs> last week was fucking crazy. Mike White. <laughs> I gotta give him his props. He looks like the future of the Jets, not Zach Wilson. Yeah. Get Wilson, get Wilson the fuck out of here. Send him to, send him to summer camp or some shit. <laughs> Michael oh White came out of here balling out. I'm just waiting for that one person to say, "Oh, it was just one game." Wait a minute now. It was a game against the the Bengals, and the Bengals got a top ten defense. And I put up 405 yards on them. Yeah, exactly. The number at the time they were the number one ranked, number one seed in the AFC. Like, this is not just one game. Ain't nobody gave the Jets a chance, including us. Yeah. I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Now, he did did target uh, Michael Carter, the running back, out of the backfield 14 times. Hey, man. (laughs) That's a... (laughs) Hey, it's working. That's true. And I, 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 oh, I forgot to give my uh, I forgot to give my props to um, <clears throat> damn, who am I thinking of? Damn, he slipped my mind. Cause it's not Geno Smith. No, fuck him. It's not him. You know, fourteen. That's a fluke right there. Those fourteen completions. <laughs> hey, that's a fluke. Ah, I don't know, me. man. He he doesn't look bad. You he's, know, we've... he's been performing like really, really solid. I got to be honest with you, though. We said the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater at the beginning of the season. True. And True. then I still well, I mean, have my you're... thing with, uh, I still have my thing with Geno Smith. Like, yeah, the, the draft room, draft day. Yeah, because I'm just like, that ain't that a bitch? I mean, you to walk... be fair, though, that was like, that was like seven, eight years ago. I don't care, bro. <laughs> you got hit in a lot of, yeah. You, you owe one of your your um your teammates money and knocked you out in the locker room, dog. Like, you win win your games, win your games against bad teams. Go ahead. I was chanting Gino. I ain't gonna sit here out like I wasn't. But come on now, he's not gonna go out here and complete ten straight passes. He's not I'm gonna not, hit that fourteen again. I'm not saying he will. Oh, I'm he not saying he's gonna be. Winston. I forgot he did it under two hundred yards. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been playing. You know, he he hasn't been balling out this year, but he's. I'm looking at his stats here. He has 103 quarterback rating. 
He has a what? 68% completion percentage oh, shit. and five touchdowns to one pick. You got to be and shitting me. He, he also has a fumble, but I mean. Dude, you got to be shitting me right now, right? <laughs> you just made these stats up to fuck with me, right? I know my <laughs> birthday's tomorrow and stuff. Like, ha, ha, we get a good laugh. <laughs> You're serious right now. Like. Like, are I'm you dead like, ass, dude? Like, are we talking about like, like there's a whale shit in the ocean? Like, are we that serious? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, last three man. games, last three games, Gino has four touchdowns and no picks. What the hell is going on? What the, think... what type of season is this? <laughs> now you did say he's not going to complete ten passes in a row, right? He. It was definitely a fluke game when it came to completion percentage in this one. He was 20 for 24. Uh, last week against the Saints, he was 12 for 22. So, you know, the consistent accuracy doesn't seem to be his thing. But, I mean, he hasn't been throwing the ball over. And honestly, as a backup quarterback, that's all you really got to do. I mean, yeah. when when your starter goes down... You don't really ask the backup to go out there and ball out for you and try to win you the game. You just ask the backup quarterback not to lose you the game. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I'll leave him alone because, you know, I, I think that the Seahawks going to be one of those teams that's outside looking in anyway. Damn. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, it's just like, no, you know, they're three and five right now. And. The way the NFC is looking, it's like you got a long you you talking about a long climb back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. But I, I I don't know. It's just I know we can't count against Russ, but they just don't seem in sync this year. Like Russ yeah. wasn't even he didn't even look like it. He didn't look like MVP Russ like he normally does at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean he looked fine. He just. Yeah, you're right. There's some some just felt off. Yeah, I feel I'm giving him the same the same treatment of Jared Goff. We we probably looking at the last year of Russ in Seattle. I hope so, man. He deserves. Now DK and Tyler Lockett are among the best wide receiver duos in the league. Mm-hmm. But he still needs O line help. Like I, I don't care. He needs more O line help. And what they're gonna do is. They're going to trade down. They're going to pick towards the end of the first round. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to draft a fourth-round linebacker with their first pick because that's oh, what they always do. Not a fourth-round linebacker. That's what they always do. It's either that or, like, a third-round. It's either a fourth-round linebacker or a third-round edge rusher with their first-round pick. Well, you know, Pete so, Carroll someone, still have a dream. He, he has that dream of the Legion of Boom still. Get that shit when it's round appropriate. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, their schedule here for this for this season. Yeah, Russell Wilson should be back. Uh, they're on a bye week this week, so you know I'm I'm seeing. I've I've read a few things about how he could be back next week. Next week they're at the Packers. Yeah, that's an L. Then after that they come back home to face the Cardinals. 
Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to stop there because after that, they had the Washington football team, then the 49ers and the Texans. But <laughs> the next two games are going to be really tough. Two key games, too. <laughs> Those are two key games. Yeah, man. NFC got a divisional game, and then you got a potential, you know, seeding game. Yeah. It's, it's just not looking. How can I put it? If it was up to me, I would probably go into the office and be like, look here. I don't want to leave Seattle. Where am I going to find another DK Metcalf? It's hard to come across a Tyler Lockett. It's either me or Pete Carroll. One of us got to go. <laughs> I feel like Pete Carroll has run his course, man, and there's nothing wrong with that. Go back to college. Go play for the national championship, dog. Like, I feel like he's, he's run his course, and what he's trying to do doesn't fit today's NFL, like, we learned that last year. Like, how the hell Russ come out there and they just cooking? And then Chris Carson come back and now we're a running team. Like, what is this? Yeah, he's he's one of the guys that's stuck in the old run the football first, second, and third mindset. Oh, I know what it is. He still got PTSD from that Super Bowl. That's what it is. That could be it, man. That's your dumbass fault. All because y'all ain't want to have – y'all ain't want – Marshawn Lynch to have the glory because all he was going to say is, I'm thankful. <laughs> I want a Super Marsh- Bowl. <laughs> exactly. You get that Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck who the MVP is. The MVP could be my punter. I don't care. Exactly, man. If we get that ring, we get that ring. Like, Jesus Christ. This is why. This is exactly why Tom Brady has all these Super Bowls and nobody else does. Because this man said, fuck it. Fuck the glory. Fuck it. <laughs> Kick it. There we go. Three-point win. We out of here. Exactly. A win's a win. I don't care if you win by 40 or you win by one. I don't give a fuck if you went off a of safety, bro. <laughs> exactly. A walk-off safety. Like, like, come on now. So, you know, he's just, he just dealing with that. But he'll get over it eventually. Hope so. Yeah, it's been almost... Damn, has it been almost 10 years yet? Um, I think so. Oh, damn. I don't even know, honestly. Yeah, well, fuck eventually, then. They got to let him go. Nah. I had to pick between them two. Like, there's a no-brainer for me. Oh, Pete yeah, Carroll. stick with Russ. <laughs> like, Pete Carroll. Oh, I'll stick with Russ, and I'll go and get Kellen Moore. He needs to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, Kellen Moore coaching that offense right there, man. After sitting there. Under Mike McCarthy, pause. <laughs> and you learn it from Jerry Jones. I mean, I don't know how much you can learn from, but you can learn something. Yeah, I was questioning that. <laughs> you could, and we got to give him his props this year with drafting. He did good. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like the Cowboys this year? I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so you're just a fan. You're just a fan of the team. The coach and the coach and the owner don't exist. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the team. I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I like the Cowboys this year. 
they're my pick, <laughs> but I'm you not know, a fan. That's just being a casual fan, you know. I'll check in on you every now and then. That's nah, all I that mean, is. I mean, we do the podcast. We we're constantly keeping up with every team. So, oh, absolutely. But you know how my mom be switching. I like one team one week, and the next week I might have to I might have to bash you. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, I still love the Colts, but Carson Wentz is really pissing me off. <laughs> like, this man is really out here pissing me off. Like, we're losing sense. winnable games. Like, we're losing winnable games, bro. This is literally the water boy we handed the ball back to the to the <laughs> offensive player. This is what this is. Like, come on. And then he goes and he admits that he makes these big-ass mistakes. And I'm like, you're no-brainer. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, what do you want him to say? It wasn't my bro, fault. <laughs> I want you... No, I want you to go out there, play a game, and not have to say that's on me after the end of the game. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what are you I don't want to hear no that's on me. Of course, wow, we can play back the highlight. Of course, it's on you, buddy. You give me the same, you know. We just got to go out there and try to do better next week. How many weeks in a row are we gonna get this same speech? Okay. I mean, to be fair though, in the four games before this one, he had eight touchdowns and no picks. Absolutely, I give he- him credit for that. I thank him. For that, but guess what though? We have no chance of winning this division anymore. <laughs> you I hate to say it, man. <laughs> you just get, you literally just handed the Titans the division. <laughs> you just handed it to them, bro. It's not like it's, this is no any other game. This was a this was a divisional matchup, and you handed them the whole division because nobody cares about the Texans and the Jags. You just gave the Titans to hold it. And they don't got that. They get to win a division and not have Derrick Henry for a few weeks. I was about to say, he's going to be gone until the playoffs. This is bullshit. So, yeah, I was going to say, if you guys, if the Colts had won that game, you know, even if they just split with Tennessee, Tennessee right now will be five and three and you guys will be four and four. That is absolutely winnable for you. Exactly. And then no Derrick Henry on top of that. Like, come on. Damn. Dang. And here comes Carson Wentz. No, that's on me. I'll choke that man. <laughs> I would have ran. If, boy, if I was Frank Wright, I would have ran out the back once I heard that. Like, if I'm walking down the hall, I walk past the press conference room, and I'm already mad. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this man better not say that's on me. Once I hear that, I would have bust through the door and dived at him. I got to we'll, we'll have to choke you and strangle you for a little while. Like, son of a bitch, you can just just take the sack. God damn it. <laughs> Throw it out of bounds. I mean, then it would be a safety. Oh, my God. This motherfucker. <laughs> it's another, bro, just, oh, my God. You know what, man? Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Because <laughs> something told me I was about to text you on Sunday and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to go on a rant this week. I was like, I, I thought, fought it off. I thought you were going to say, you're about to text me and say, you know what? That's on me. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. Nope. This guy right oh. here. Man, that's like hitting somebody with your cart at the grocery store and you keep doing it. And the only thing you keep saying is, I apologize or sorry about that. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Stop doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh, that's uh, that guy right there. <clears throat> All right, Josh. So, you know those awards you had for the trade deadline? Yep. We should save that for the trade deadline topic. All right, let's go with me. Yeah, because I, I feel like we, we both got some hang, some uh some anger and animosity towards this year's trade deadline about some shit oh. that did not happen. Hells yeah. But before we get into that, I figured we'll stop and do a quick little segment of our NFL halftime awards. I put together a little thing on Facebook so people could vote on it. And, you know, we had comeback player of the year. Biggest shocker, biggest disappointment when it comes to player like performance aspect, rookie of the half, and of course MVP of the half. So just to start off, comeback player of the year. Of course, the fans voted Dak Prescott, and I got Dak Prescott. So who you got? Big shocker here. I got Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> One of my considerations was. Our guy, Carson Wentz. Yeah, that was a consideration before the interception. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I mean, shit. he still has a 14 to 3 touchdown interception ratio. You know what? I'll be okay with that if those interceptions happen like early on in the game and not in pivotal moments. <laughs> that's that's a fair point. That's a yeah. Tony Romo syndrome. Bro. And you see. We might not be able to say Carson Wentz for a whole week after this shit. This man, this man got me pissed off. He just handed the whole fucking trophy. God damn it, next award. <laughs> just handed the whole trophy. He just handed the whole conference. You just, you just handed the whole division. You just sat there and said, "Here you go." Like, come on, man. They even got to start Tannehill for the rest of the year. They can do it with a backup. <laughs> Just pissed. Like, it's a key game, man. We just go out there. You know what? Let's give it away. Like a like a sale. Like a free trial <laughs> for Netflix. Here you go. Except you get to keep it for free for the rest of the year. Like this bullshit right here, man. You're so mad. <laughs> Come on, boy. I'm sitting here like, boy, you probably thought I'd be mad about the fucking Falcons and them losing, but nah. Mm-mm. You At lost respectfully. Exactly. The Falcons lost respectfully to, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. The Colts just sat there and gave the whole damn game away. Yeah, that I'm shit upset. was winnable. Exactly. Like, I'm upset. This is bullshit. They got in that fucking bullshit right there, man. Anyways, I ain't going to sit here and do, you know what, man? Carson, you got to do better, man. I don't want to hear no more goddamn apologies. <laughs> I want to hear no more goddamn apologies, man. You cannot sit here and make me a fan of Michael Pittman Jr. And then say, you know what? Let's just give it away. Discount sale. Get the whole game. Stay in the my... fourth quarter and you get the whole game. This is bullshit. <laughs> my other consideration for that award was Joe Burrow. Yeah, he came in second place. Yeah, for sure. It's really close, but Dak is just, he's dealing with injury, but he's been balling out. 
I feel like he's playing better than he uh, was before the injury, honestly. The stats are very similar, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's playing better. Yeah. Biggest surprise. Of course, we had the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys and their revival, and the struggling Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I hate to say this, but, you know, Pat Mahomes, he, he's won multiple awards this week. <laughs> <laughs> like... It, I don't feel like people being mean. It's just everybody's catching on. They're catching on to the stripper that only knows how to belly roll. That's all. <laughs> it's just catching on. So the fans, it was, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. For me, I picked the Cincinnati Bengals because it's not like the Cowboys were in a stacked team. They just had to put it all together. But the I, Cincinnati Bengals, I don't think anybody saw this shit coming. Nah, I agree with you. Team-wise, it's yeah, it's the Bengals for me. I mean, I had, I believe it was our week one episode, I had the Bengals like eight and nine or somewhere around there. And then I believe I said that and you looked at me funny. And then I moved it down to like seven and ten. Yeah, now that? These guys, yeah. And now these guys are like dude, five and three. Uh, I'm yeah, I believe so. <clears throat> yeah, five and three. Yep. I mean that Jets loss was pretty surprising. <laughs> like, nobody yeah, saw but this we, shit coming. Every year though, we get crazy outcomes like that. It, this was that week, that one week that just everything happened. Yeah, this was the week, and it just so happened to happen on Halloween. <laughs> That's the crazy part. That shit was a trick. Yeah, definitely a trick, man. There was no treats this week, especially for my record and predictions. There was no treats. I tell you what, though, it'd be a real shocker if Mike White wins two games in a row on Thursday. Oh, Zach Wilson got to be traded. <laughs> like at the end of the at the end of the year, we got to think this through. We're not going to get a first round for him. You might as well forget that. We'll, so we we'll talk this. about that one when we talk about the trade deadline. Yeah. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Also, biggest disappointment, Patrick Mahomes won again. He's he's a two-time award winner right now. <laughs> that's that's sad. I don't uh eventually I might feel bad for the Chiefs, but I'm like three and one of over the last four games of picking their game, so I can't hold back. They're gonna lose this week to the Packers anyway. So I can't hold back. And Patrick Mahomes, he's still throwing interceptions and the passes that he's trying to make. It's, it's like he's doing a lot right now. Like, yeah, he has to overcompensate in the air and everything. Yeah. He's been over here jumping in the air, trying to jump in the air and throw passes and shit. I'm like, you're, you're doing a lot right now, buddy. Yeah. You know me. Fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to feel bad for him. I know, man. It's my, it's my bias side coming out, but hey. Fuck them Chiefs. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, I'm I'm a little disappointed with Allen Robinson, but he he don't run his course. It's time to get him out of there. But like I said, we're gonna talk about that in a second because they should have got his ass up out of there. Yeah, I, I have that? a I have Allen Robinson is my disappointment just because we're we're such we're we we've talked about him since last year. You know, we're big Al Robinson fans. 
I have such high expectations for this man. Like from year to year, he has a terrible quarterback, but he does. He he does what Tom Brady did with the Patriots, just make the best of the worst situation. And just seeing Al Robinson not being able to do that. That's a that's a huge disappointment for me. So that won the award for me. Mm-hmm. I can't lie to you. I was with Allen Robinson. I was going to be petty and pick a Julio Jones, but I don't like to pick on people who's already down because, you know, he got a hamstring injury. <laughs> can't kick him while he's down. Yeah, I didn't want to kick him while he was down. You know, they're saying that the, ten- the Tennessee Titans are the best team in the AFC, and I've only seen, like, probably one or two games with Julio Jones. I forgot he played. <laughs> Like, literally, I forgot that he played. Because every time I turn around, my phone's going off, sleeper, Julio Jones out, hamstring. And you're like, oh, I forgot he was even in. Exactly. I'm like, I didn't even know you were there. I'm like, god damn. And I remember everybody was like, y'all miss him in Atlanta yet? What, we miss him on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> miss his name on that injury list. Like, really? I don't miss his name on that pup list. <laughs> He's all right. What a shame. <clears throat> Yeah. He's such an incredible receiver. I don't I don't know what's up with the hamstring injuries. Like, my sister injured her hamstring when she used to be a cheerleader, and this was over 10 years ago, and it still bothers her to this day. Damn, that shit lingers. Yeah, man, them hamstring, them hammies, dude. Something about those hammies. Rookie of the half, I, f- I feel like everybody was in agreement on Jamar Chase. <clears throat> no offense to like Pitts, he had two games, but that's not enough. And Matt Jones has played stellar for the past four games, but Jamar Chase has played outstanding all season long. Yeah, that was not even a question. I'm still, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be bitter that I drafted Jamar Chase in the third to last round in fantasy, and I dropped that motherfucker week one. <laughs> After week one, I dropped him to pick up Tyson Williams from the Ravens. Like, what? What an idiot. It happens, man. It happens. Of course. MVP. I feel bad because I posted this whole thing, this whole little vote before I heard about Derrick Henry's injury, and people still voted him as the MVP. And I feel like, well, it's the first half, so I, I see what you mean by that. But <clears throat> for fans, they picked Derrick they picked Derrick Henry. I was prepared to give it to Kyler Murray before he lost to the uh <laughs> before AJ Green fucked up the whole game. <laughs> I was prepared to before give it to AJ Green's before AJ Green's controller disconnected. Well, yes. <laughs> you talk about a real Madden moment where you get stuck in you get stuck in animation. Yo, EA must have sponsored that game. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking glitching out and shit. Like that was a that, that's something that I only see in a video game. I ain't never seen so you threw the pass to me. Like, come on now. I feel like they should have kicked the field goal though, because when Murray was limping, they should have just said timeout, kick a field goal. Let's figure this out going into overtime. <clears throat> nah. Damn, that was costly. No, it definitely like, was. Yeah, it was just like I understand, but I feel like if they would they would have just kicked that field goal going to halftime, we could figure out what's going on with Murray because he he was limping, man. 
And like that play felt a little rushed, and he was limping, trying to when he was stepping back to throw the ball, everything felt rushed about it. But once again, AJ Green fucked it all up for everybody. Yeah, even still, that was a great play by uh, Russell Douglas. Yeah, that was a great play to go out and get the pick. Like mm-hmm. a lot of defenders might have just, you know, just not made a play on the ball and just let that go, and then uh, I believe that they would have a couple more plays to go. Maybe AJ Green would turn around the next time. I mean, to be fair, that was still a beautiful pass by Kyler Murray. It fell right in the hands of the cornerback. <laughs> that shit was still pinpoint. Like, yeah, like <laughs> if, if AJ Green didn't, if AJ Green had like a ten point awareness boost, he, he would have been able to turn around. That would have been right there in his hands. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, that was a good ass pass. We'd be sitting there talking about will the Cardinals ever lose this season? And then Aaron Rodgers said, hold my beer. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he is my pick for MVP. Oh, that's mine. I had to give it oh, to yeah? him after that. Oh, absolutely, dog. It's like, I know I'll be getting on Aaron Rodgers, but it's not like he's not fun to watch. Like, it's not like he's he's really not fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. And then to find out that he grew his hair out just so he could be John Wick, priceless. Um, I love watching him play with Devontae Adams is on the field. That's the best duo right there. I don't see any duo better than that. No. But haven't but, lost a game since week one. Yeah, they're on a roll. Um, he is now 7-0 and without Devontae Adams. That's, that's insane to think about because those two have connected for so many years, just leading the league in you know receptions, yards, touchdowns. But... It's like when Devontae's not there, Rodgers is able to just be like, all right, we'll shift this game plan. And now the defense, normally, you know, you double or even triple Devontae. But now you're like, okay, I don't know who he wants to target now. You know, Randall Cobb in that game against Arizona called two touchdowns. But, you know, A.J. Dillon got involved. You got everybody else pitching in. And you don't have one sole focus. So they that's are really, a way better team than they were last year. Like a more complete team. I agree. Even though Robert Tunyon went down. And we'll talk about the, the trade deadline and how they kind of missed out on an opportunity to to bolster that offense a little bit. But, yeah, Rodgers um, is my MVP too. 17 touchdowns and three picks. And two out of those three picks came week one against the Saints. <clears throat> Yeah. He has a yeah, he has a four touchdown game and a three touchdown game and the rest he has two touchdowns plus in every single game after week one. Like th- this man is just a legend. Yeah. If well we'll talk about this in a second. But if Von Miller didn't go to the Rams, I'd be rooting for Green Bay. Yeah, the bad part about it was I'm sitting here and I'm like I remember when I told you about the Von Miller trade with the rumors. Yep. And the first thing that came to my mind was I said, somehow the Rams are going to try to find a way to get this man. You know, when I saw that, I saw the Rams and I was like, I'm not even surprised. Like, it just seems like a Rams move to do. Yeah. Most definitely. They, I just want to know how they do it. Like, where y'all getting this money from? Right? We thought the Chiefs were magic with the cap. 
Man, <laughs> looks like it's the Rams. Man, the Chiefs ain't magic with shit. They ain't fixed that defense. They did make a trade. Yeah, for Melvin Ingram. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure exactly how much he's gonna help. He he's gonna be better than what they have. He's better than, you know, nothing. But, yeah, he had, I believe, ten and a half sacks. I'm looking at his stats. 2015, he had ten and a half sacks, and 2017, he had ten and a half. Those are the only two years he had double digits. And he had eight in 2016 and two years in a row with seven sacks in 2018, 2019. So, I mean, he's still, you know, that was only two years ago where he had seven sacks. So he can still be, you know, he can still go out there and make an impact. He's just not going to be, you know, a Von Miller type um, addition. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I'm just being hard on the Chiefs right now. We've been hoodwinked, oh. bamboozled, and led astray. <laughs> All right, Stephen A. Yeah, man. Nah, man. Fuck that. I'm just being honest. <laughs> We've been hooded. Nah, this ain't for Disney because, you know, Disney owned ESPN. So he got to say that with He got to say it a little bit louder and shit. It's true, though. The Kansas City Chiefs have hoodwinked bamboozled and led millions of fans astray including you know his wife and her brother that keep making posts every time he loses a game <laughs> yeah but <clears throat> since we're already jumping into it trade deadline oh we actually missed was... an award oh which we missed the needs to be benched award god damn it we did miss an award who was your pick for that one um you know i I don't have a number one pick. I have three nominees. I guess I'll just go through those. Jimmy G with San Francisco. He's been playing well, but realistically in that division and in that conference, they're not going to make the playoffs. You need to bench Jimmy G, throw Trey Lance in there, see what you got, see what he can do. My second is Big Ben. If (laughs) If you're the Steelers and you're desperately hoping for a playoff run, but you just trade away Melvin Ingram, so I'm now that I think about it, I'm not too sure what they're doing. But Ben Roethlisberger is not doing anything for your offense. Put in Dwayne Haskins at this point, you know. Um, and my third pick was kind of a surprise, but Washington running back Antonio Gibson. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing as the Steelers, you know. That division, Wash or uh, sorry, Dallas got that got that locked up. The NFC, they're not going to make a wild card run. They're Washington. They're trash this year. And Gibson's been dealing with a shin injury for a while now. And even last week, he didn't even get the bulk of the carries. I believe he got eight carries, and uh, rookie Jarrett Patterson had eleven. And of course, J.D. McKissick is always involved. So I say you just bench him at this point. Not in like you know, performance type of benching, but just, you know, we're going to put you on IR. You have a shin injury. Just get healthy, and we'll see you next year. That's fair. Mm. I just think that'd be the smart thing, to, especially with the whole thing with Eric Henry. Yeah. You, know, you don't, you don't want to risk anything happening. Gibson's young, and he's really freaking good. 
You know, with that additional game, I'm surprised we're not seeing players sitting out yet. But I feel like we're going to, like, maybe starting next year, we're going to see people picking up more depth to actually sit their stars. Yeah, it'd be nice if they increase roster size some more. I know yeah. they increased the practice squads and, you know, made it so you don't have to be, like, 23 years old with, like, two years of experience to be allowed on the practice squad. But it'd be nice to, you know, maybe 60... 60 on the active roster. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. I know. That's a good thought. I feel like, it, I feel like it's going to happen. Like I said, they. I'm, I'm just really shocked that you don't see, like, players being set, like, sit like um they do in the NBA. Because yeah, football yeah. is a grueling sport, and that extra, that extra game is going to, it's going to take its toll. Load management? Yep. Pause. Load management. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> All right. Did we miss any more before we move on to this uh, trade deadline? Uh, no. Uh, the only other awards left are related to the trade deadline. Ooh. Uh, well, first, I'll just say, just so I can give a brief feeling on this. This was boring. I was highly upset. I sat here. And I saw in the faces of these reporters on ESPN and Fox how bored they were because nobody was being traded. Like, Vaughn Miller was the best thing that happened. Nobody that we thought should have been traded got traded. I went on Twitter and I tagged Atlanta and the hashtag free OBJ. I'm like, <laughs> we, need, we need a wide receiver. OBJ want to be free. Hey, man, go get him. Like, nothing happened. This shit sucks, man. Yeah, I agree. Like, you you mentioned the Von Miller trade like it's just another thing. Just a, just a casual trade. But that's a huge thing. Oh, it's, it's a, a big huge, deal. Yeah, it's <laughs> a huge deal for the NFC. So, like, just like that, they're going to be, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little later, too. But they're going to be among the, they're obviously making the playoffs. But they're definitely going to be in that fight for the number one seed. Uh, you look at the defense, now they have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Jalen Ramsey. Like, dude, if you look at the, the last 10 years, these are among three of the best defensive players in that entire span, like regardless of position. So this defense is going to be serious. Like, the Rams' defense was good regardless, but Von Miller coming in, oh, man, he's going to wreak some havoc. And I really hope that the Rams face Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's going to be fun. Uh, the Broncos get a, a second and a third rounder in return. It's good for Denver. It sucks, but it's good for Denver. Um, Miller was in the last year of his deal. Uh, you know, you give you give Vaughn to a contender where he has a chance to win another title. Uh, you know, I hope he does. Uh, Broncos are able to stock up on draft picks because we're in rebuilding mode. He, Von Miller's played in 11 years, and one year he lost the entire thing due to injury. But in those 10 years that he actually played, he has 110 and a half sacks and 26 forced fumbles. Uh, seven out of his 10 years, he had double digit sacks, including 2012 when he had 18 and a half. So he had a Super Bowl MVP in 2015, obviously. 
and he's 32 years old, but he's already a guaranteed Hall of Famer and just an absolute legend and an all-time Broncos great. I felt like I heard your, your voice a little choke up a little bit, like there was a little tear coming out your eye while you were saying all that. You know what? There was a little bit yesterday when I typed up that whole <laughs> that whole text for the group. But yeah, you gotta you gotta move on. It's, not, I, it's, man. it's just it's crazy to think about. I'm 27 years old. This man was drafted when I was 17. Von Miller was a Denver Broncos since I was in high school. And now I'm 27 years old and I have a house, I have a car. Like, damn. <laughs> Tom flies. It really does, dude. Like, it's not, it's not that, like, big of a deal, I guess. But, you know, from ages, you know, 17 to 27, no matter what was going on between you know, different jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could, no matter how shitty or good my Broncos were doing, I could always say we have a top five defensive player, at least, on our team. We can always, you know, we always have a chance as long as we have Vaughn. And now we're just fucked. <laughs> yeah. End of an era. It really is, dude. Um, but... That 2011 draft class was stacked. You know, Julio Jones, AJ Green, Cam, Vaughn, um, Tyron Smith from the Cowboys. That draft class is one of the greatest in NFL history. And Patrick Peterson, too? Yep. But, yeah. Um, that, that's enough about that trade. <laughs> Uh, Von Miller's going to make the Rams a lot better, even though the Rams are already elite. That's uh, cheating, yeah. man. <laughs> it's <laughs> it really, cheating at this point. That reminds me of... I can't think of any... Well, I guess I guess like last year with, with the Bucks, You know, bringing in A.B. and Gronk and Leonard Fournette. And it's like, come on. Stop it already. <laughs> Yeah, but these motherfuckers, man. It's like they develop on offense and just keep trading for defense. And this is a, uh, this just isn't fair, man. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, what yeah, am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's really crazy. Like, you got on offense, you got Stafford, Cup, Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson. And then on defense, you got friggin'. Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming at you, and you're trying to throw the ball, get it away on, get away from the other side of uh, Jalen Ramsey. So if if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, it's going to be a huge letdown. There ain't yeah. there ain't no way about it. If if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl this year, this season should be considered a failure. Considered a bust, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Three first ballot Hall of Famers on defense, for sure. And then you got, I, I guess, I guess not on offense. Stafford, I think Stafford's in that like Philip Rivers range. Stafford like, got to win like uh, he got to win like two championships, and then maybe they'll start saying first ballot. 
Yeah, I, I don't think first ballot. If he wins a Super Bowl, I think he's going in. But, yeah. Yeah. He's going to go in, but no offense. But, yeah, he's not first ballot. You're right. No offense. No, nah, you got to be freaking special to be first ballot. I don't think it's, you know, someone like Stafford, you're just looking at him to go in. You know? Um, Philip Rivers is questionable. So I feel like if if Philip Rivers isn't a Hall of Famer, you got to look at Stafford like, uh, I don't know about him either until he wins the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, then you're like, all right, he's in. Yeah, most definitely. You know, one thing that really surprised me, though, I'm surprised nobody got Marlon Mack. Yeah, that's really crazy. Um, you know, we had all the rumors about the Chiefs and the like, even the Ravens. Yeah, I think I'm, the Ravens. I'm the Ravens would have did it. Yeah, Baltimore would have been an excellent fit. Like I was talking about the uh, starts and sits in the other episode. You would have, you know, your number one uh, running back right there. Mm-hmm. Most but, definitely. But yeah, we talking about the. Uh, a few other guys that were surprised didn't get dealt. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson. I have Odell Beckham, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I thought I thought a good fit would be to send Melvin Gordon to Tennessee. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it obviously he ain't no Derrick Henry. He ain't even close to Derrick Henry, but he would have been a solid replacement until he came back. Yeah. And then uh, I was also thinking, send at this point, it's kind of a you know biased move again, but send Teddy Bridgewater back to the Saints. You got Jameis Winston with the ACL. Right now, all you have is, look, I love Trevor Simeon, you know, for what he did with the Broncos, but, I mean, you got to upgrade. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Trevor Simeon got a little chance to shine, but Gardner Minshew ain't being looked at, what does the league have against Gardner Minshew? <laughs> like, really, you guys don't see a starting quarterback just sitting on the bench? I think the Eagles see it. I think they're just waiting until until it looks okay to bench Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's, they're going to be waiting for a little while. <laughs> they're going to be waiting. The longer you wait, the more the fans are going to love him, and then you're going to have that whole controversy. And, you know, you may get Deshaun Watson in the summer because the Dolphins didn't pull the trigger. But, like, what? I don't get what, what people have. Garner Minshew, he's sitting here ready and he's ready to go. He would have been perfect. I wouldn't mind seeing him with New Orleans. You know, he's still got to play the Falcons, but, you know, it's Garner Minshew. You're like, I can't hate you. Like, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real dangerous game to have Gardner Minshew as your backup because we all know how he feels about number two. Exactly, man. It's shit. <laughs> no, but yeah, Bridgewater would be a great fit with the Saints. You know, he played there a couple years ago, and the Broncos are rebuilding. Start Drew Locke the rest of the season. Fuck it. You know, we can lose out. Um, another quarterback that I actually had on the Potential on the trade him away list. Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback. Giants ain't going nowhere. You know, again, the <laughs> NFC East is locked up. 
Daniel Jones, I mean, all he does is turn the ball over. He's a great division that is just handed to the another division <laughs> that's just handed to someone. Exactly. Exactly. Week after week, whether it's the Eagles, the football team, or the Giants, they're, they're just handing the ball. They're handing the ball to the to the Cowboys, especially Daniel Jones. That's what he's known for. But yeah, like I don't know how. What it's going to take for the Giants to see that Daniel Jones is not the answer. He's exciting, but he's he's not the answer. Um, you know, Giants should look into. I believe they have yeah they have two first round picks this year. Uh, they got one from Chicago when they traded up for Justin Fields. I mean, you could package them. I mean, try to make a move for Watson. It's, it's maybe open season now with with the Dolphins <laughs> kind of pull with the Dolphins pulling out and basically saying okay pause. we yep yeah, pause <laughs> and basically just saying okay we're we're okay with Tua well they don't want to take on the all the 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 outside stuff going on they ain't want to take on that but somebody's going somebody's going to eventually deal with it or just be like you know what we'll take it and pause. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just let him work that out, but at least we have a quarterback that he could have played this year. Like he still could have played. They never put him on the on the list or anything. He still could have played. Yeah. But then again, it's like you're going to the Dolphins. The defense are trash, and I don't think that you're gonna come back because the Bills and the Patriots got that division. They they, they say we're we're number one and number two in this division. This is it. So I don't know. I feel like this is one of those decisions. You know how you have those decisions where, like you said, with the Jamar Chase thing, how you let him go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those things I feel like is going to come back and bite the Dolphins. Yeah, I can see it. Letting them open. Letting, uh, it's pretty much letting Houston think about it for the next six months. Exactly. But, You're saying three picks? There's a couple teams out here, like you said. You already got one team that got two. Two first rounds. Yeah, you could. Giants could do two first round picks, Daniel Jones, and then a couple of futures. <clears throat> That'd be interesting to see the Giants offense with Watson, Saquon Barkley. Um, I blanking. Kenny Galladay, Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard, Kadarius Tony. That could be an interesting offense. And we know Eagles ain't competing, Washington ain't competing. Giants could be the only threat to the Cowboys in that division. Yeah, if they're, you know, I don't know. The Cowboys, the way it's looking and these bad decisions, Cowboys may run that division for like another four or five years. Just, you know, just sit there at the top and be like, you know what? Can you just go ahead and just give me the, whatever you got to give me. I already won a division. None of these guys are going to beat me. Just go ahead and just declare them a division winner after week one every single year for the next four years. Unless something drastic happens, like, you know, Deshaun Watson. But, damn. They, they really yeah, fucked up well. with that one. Yeah, you might as well. Dallas got that locked up. Yeah, they really fucked up with that. And OBJ, he shouldn't have to waste the rest of his career in Cleveland. They should have got it. They should have traded him, got what they can get for him, and let that be. But I know they said uh, he... 
his contract is going to be an issue, isn't it? I know he got one of the pay, highest paid contracts, I believe. Um, I actually don't know too much about his contract. Um, I know, like the the Rams just cut Deshaun Jackson, so I wonder if that something like that is possible. At this point, I don't know truly how much you can get for Odell in a trade. Obviously, it ain't relevant now anymore. But you know, I mean, maybe just just cut him, just part ways if if the money is right. Yeah. It would have been funny as hell if New England would have got him. You know, I don't think it's even that crazy anymore. Oh, no, it would just been funny as hell because, you know, their offense isn't bad. They're just a couple, probably like one, maybe two marquee receivers away from having a a good offense, like full throttle. Nobody, the people have a hard time stopping them. Matt Jones is playing a lot better, man. He's a couple weeks away from throwing only four yards and getting four yards a pass. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um yeah jacoby myers is a good receiver but it'd be nice to get a good number one and have myers a number two well you know he might not want to be number two man number two is shit <laughs> he's been hanging out with gardner Minshew. oh man see that's a great attitude to have though man we don't like number twos number twos are meant for toilets i mean i like that <laughs> uh, anything else from the trade deadline kind of bummed you um, out this year? Uh, this is a little more far fetched, but it'd be interesting if, say, the Giants, like I was talking about, want they want a, a young quarterback to start over with. I have a name in mind. He's a little unproven, considering he just had his first big game last week. But trade with the Jets for Mike White. You know, I was thinking that Cooper Rush would be on the market today. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Not with Dallas because Dak's injury. Yeah. But, I just felt like somebody was going to call that phone and be like, hey, we see what he did. We just want to know if he's available. <laughs> I would have said Zach Wilson. But, I mean, realistically, Mike White's going to get you more in a trade. <laughs> I mean, somebody got to bite. If you're desperate, you, you got to bite. Like, we need a quarterback right now. We want to save our draft pick for another for another weapon. You know, let's give this kid a shot. Yeah, I'm but, could be, could be a, just a Madden situation. Just sign know, a low overall guy and try to get him to give him a start. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, I probably would have laughed if Today we had breaking news and Zach Wilson got traded. Mike White got named the new starter. It's hard to look That'd at. That would have been amazing. Like, it's hard to – I don't know how you could just take a performance like that. That's not a backup performance. That's a starter performance. <laughs> like You just can't take that and be like, all right, now you got to go back to the bench. Like No offense to Cooper Rush, but, you know, Cooper Rush, you're backing up Dak Prescott. Unfortunately, you got to go back to the bench. You did your job. It's like what you said with Geno Smith. You went out there, and you didn't cost us the game. But he played <laughs> excellent. You know, with uh, Mike White and Zach Wilson, y'all could take that hit. I mean, you're not going to get a first-round pick for him, but, you know, you can get Zach Wilson up out of there. It's hard to to bench somebody after they just put 400 points up on, <laughs> against one of the top 10 defenses. When they put 400 yards up, sorry, against the top 10 defense. It's just hard to sit here and be like, all right, Zach, we're going to put you back in here. 
Yeah, right, and got the win on top of that. Like, Zach Wilson all year hasn't proved a thing. Yeah. That's a goddamn shame. Oh, boy. Well, at least we can look forward to the summer. Maybe we'll see some some great trades and things happen. I wish the trade deadline was better this year to, to go along with this excellent season. Yeah, the trade deadline snuck up on us. Yeah, time is flying, man. We're already in week nine. That's crazy, dude. We're already halfway through the season. Yeah. But since we're already talking about week nine, we can go ahead and move over into our next topic. By the way, before we even get into the next topic, make sure you follow us, guys. Trying to get my followers up. Trying to get the lessons up. But you can follow us on Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast, and also on Twitter, you can follow me at the Daily FOE, and you can follow Josh J underscore whole thirty four. Uh, Josh, best of the buys. I'm pretty sure I can guess what your rankings is. It's probably the same as this text message. <laughs> it is the same <laughs> as this text message. Number four, we got the Detroit Lions. They're zero and eight. All I have for the notes is oof. That's that's all I wrote down. I could screenshot it for you if you want. But, uh, <laughs> I just have oof. Uh, I thought the Lions were going to, you know, make a comeback, start turning some things around. They lost a bunch of really close games earlier in the season. But then they got smoked by the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, that's an oof. They're 0-8, and, and they're ranked number four. Uh, number three is the Washington No Names. Ah, you like that you're one? taking that for me. Yep. <laughs> uh, they're two and six. They're just an awful all-around team. Uh, they just got beat by the Broncos. Uh, Taylor Heineke's been playing really bad. Uh, he's he had some decent games earlier in the season, but it seems like it's all starting to balance back out again. And Washington is a team that needs to start tanking. They don't have really any they don't have anything to play for at all. Right? And they have Taylor Heineke and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So yeah, they gotta figure that out in the offseason. Number two, I have the Seahawks at three and five. Gino's been really solid, like we talked about. Russ is on the way back. And I actually think they're on the rise. Um you know, three and five isn't a great record, but they haven't looked bad. They haven't looked great, but, uh, you know, Seattle is one of those teams that's always going to be around. They could pretty much upset any team in the league. And, yeah, I don't think they're winning the division, but, I mean, they're they're going to be playing spoiler for sure. And number one is the obviously the six and two Buccaneers. They're still a great team in the NFC, and they're still, you know, a Super Bowl contender. But that secondary needs help. Uh, you know, between Richard Sherman, uh crap, I forget, I forget the other corners' names, but yeah, they've been dealing with so many injuries and just poor play, regardless. They just need, they just need to pick up more in the secondary, and I 
feel like that's going to happen this offseason. Um, the trade deadline passed already, so they can't make like a big trade for, you know, uh, Byron Murphy or Xavier Howard for the Dolphins or nothing like that. Which either one of those moves would have been great for the team. Um, yeah, they lost to the Saints, but they're they're still a top team. It's crazy because the Houston was they put a lot of players on the chopping block. They could have got a, they could have went and got a I believe uh I can't remember his first name, but it's Harry Greaves, cornerback from uh Houston Texans. Yep, they Vern, got him Vernon, for Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, they could have got him for nothing. They really could have. So, Another one of those just really confusing non-trades that haven't happened. Yeah, I feel like, you know, because, you know, Tom Brady, all his teams, they normally play better in the second half. So maybe Bruce Arians is hoping that the defense can fix their issues and go back to that second half form. But, uh, you know, the Madden cover curse is out for everybody. <laughs> yeah, you put the goat on the cover. And he said, why did you do this? And then you got two people on the cover. You know, that's against the, Madden rules. <laughs> you put the goat on the cover. Tom Brady's there, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know Tom Brady's the goat, right? You know, you know Kansas, we, we got to hold off on that baby goat shit. Pat Mahone goat, all that. Yeah, I got to <laughs> hold off on that for a little while, buddy. You know, just, you got to beat Justin Herbert now, man. Just, Justin Herbert out here. I think he already got what, two, three wins on you already in his career. Nah, man. I'm rolling with Mike White. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike White or nothing. <laughs> Mike White or die. Oh, shit. <clears throat> God damn, I hope I'm not getting under the weather. Ah, that ain't good. Nah, I'm gonna drink another cup of tea when this episode's over, though. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, you got the uh, the same rankings as me for best of the buys? Of course. You had that perfectly done. <laughs> like, that was perfect. I you mean, said double check. I didn't know if you had the Lions at number two or something. Oh, no, nah, man. I would have had the Lions at number three if they would have won this week. <laughs> yeah, I would have considered that, too. I would have considered that for sure. I'm saying, like, this is the week. This is it. Then I checked the app and they get an ass whoop. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, so much for being confident in this team. <laughs> <laughs> this is the week. Oh shit! This is not the week. <laughs> uh, I gotta take that shit back now. Uh, uh, I got them losing this week too. Are they play this week or they? No, no, no. They they losing this week. The best of the buys. They're on buy. <laughs> oh, they're on buy. Oh my god! It doesn't make a difference. It's still a loss. <laughs> it's still a loss. Like that shit right there, man. This was one of those weeks. This is just one of those weeks, and then Carson fucking Wentz. But I'm not even going to go there again with him. Carson goddamn Wentz, man. <laughs> Carson goddamn Wentz. We just handed these guys the fucking AFC South. Said, we don't need this. You know, here you go. You might need this more than us. Yeah, such a... Ah, this is just some bullshit, man. Gotta see. I, uh, I'm not even going to go there, Josh. You're not ready. I know, man. This is like, God damn. Are you kidding me right now? This is a pivotal game. We just handed these guys the AFC South. This ain't fair. It's just not fair. Anyways, though. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes for the first time ever. 
I really wish this happened like two years ago, maybe last year too. You know, when the Chiefs were a better team. <laughs> when the Chiefs were actually a good team. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I wish that happened then. Because this is not the game that everybody thinks it's going to be. Far you know, from. You know, before you sent me that, I honestly had no idea this was their first meeting. Mm-hmm. I found that out the other day. I had no idea. And the old man here is going to whoop his ass. It's going to be Green Bay for sure. Like I said in the in the other episode, you start every Green Bay Packer fantasy. Every except for except for that defense. Don't start Green Bay defense. Don't do that. Mahomes is going to still put up points, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to run away with this one. I still got them losing by fourteen, if I'm correct. One second here. Where are you? Oh yeah, thirty-eight twenty-four. Okay, I got uh thirty-seven twenty-seven. Oh, you gave him, gave him ten points, ten point loss. Yeah, thirty-seven <clears throat> twenty-seven. I got Aaron oh. Rodgers actually is my uh, player of the week this week. Uh, that, that's fair. I mean, this is just another game to add to the, just add to your list. You know, Rodgers. Like, I feel, I don't want to say I feel bad for Mahomes, but you know. You're going to have to go through your career with losses to with never beating Tom Brady. And you meet Aaron Rodgers for the first time and your defense is shitty. You got a lot. You got a no running back. And everybody's kind of figuring out this whole Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill thing. So. I, I believe mean, this is bad. You know, both of these guys may retire and you never beat neither one of them. Yeah, I believe uh, Mahomes has beaten Tom Brady. Um but regular, oh yeah, he did regular season when he was with the Bucks. Yeah, he just couldn't beat him when it mattered. So, AFC Championship game. Uh, I mean, that's look here. It's no offense. Me and Jason have this conversation all the time when it comes to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I give the New Orleans Saints with their victories over Tom Brady. This yeah, while he's with the Bucks, I give him the same treatment that well them the same treatment that I give the whole Tom Brady versus. Peyton Manning argument. Peyton Manning beat him when it mattered. That's all. We can look at the overall record, but go look at the playoff record. Peyton Manning beat him when it mattered. So, you can beat me all the time in the regular season, but if you can't beat me in the big games, then, you know, it's pointless. Trying to decide if that was a pause moment there. No, I feel like it was, but you're probably going (laughs) to catch it later. That's that's perfect. You're probably going to catch it later. But, yeah, I can see a shootout, but I see more of a comeback shootout. Like, Rodgers, yeah, I could see. They already put up their points. You know, we're just going to we're just going to get <laughs> we're going to get eight more just to just to put the icing on the cake. But I don't, I don't see this being a shootout from beginning. And this, this Chiefs team overall, the team is average. If you just look at the offense by itself, you know, they, they can be great, but they're just struggling this year. Yeah, I could see it being like, you know, maybe somewhere around 31 to, maybe like 31 to 7 at halftime. Yeah. And then, you know, coming out the third quarter, Mahomes starts putting up points and everyone's like, oh shit, here it comes. And then he throws another pick. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and Rodgers puts up some more points and then it's over. Yeah. 
I can see something like that happening just to just to get the crowd a little more excited, just to let them down again. Yeah, it's a shame. This game could be so much more. I mean, and I hope that it turns out to be something great for a first time meeting between these two. Because I remember when uh, Rogers was going through all that, going through all this stuff with Green Bay, and I read something about. He said, "I wouldn't mind playing for Denver. I'm welcome to the opportunity of playing Pat Mahomes twice a year." Yeah, I remember that. That would be, that would have been crazy. So I feel like. In some way and fashion, we can kind of look at this as a glimpse of what could be next season. But the way Aaron Rodgers playing, he might stick around for another year in Green Bay. Even if he doesn't, I don't. At this point, I don't think he's coming to Denver. The Broncos showing that they're in rebuilding mode. I mean, you know, I don't know if Rodgers wants a piece of that. Von Miller's not there anymore. I feel like Von Miller should have been. Should have been the key to bringing in uh, Rodgers or just another veteran quarterback who can take us to the Super Bowl now. Von Miller, with Von Miller gone, I mean, that's the number one piece of your defense. Supposedly the strength of your team. So I just don't I just don't see the Broncos being that, you know, uh, uh, short window Super Bowl contender. At this point, it's just a rebuilding process. That's fair. <clears throat> I'm gonna leave you off with that one. Oh, I, I hope this turns into something, man. But I'm three out of the three out of four. I picked correctly the last yeah the last couple Chiefs games, and I'm I'm just gonna keep spreading the the whole the news. You have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray by the stripper that only knows how to belly roll. <laughs> that's that's all it is. <clears throat> all right, any final top, any final comments before we move into trending, pretending, or ending? Nah, I'm good. All right. So you said you you got some for me this week, so I'm ready. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> all right, I got. Five here for you. Okay. Okay. So trending, pretending, slash ending, slash floating. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you get one float out of these five. Number one, the New Orleans Saints. Pretending. Ooh. I'm sorry. I know I talk a lot about defense, but that offense is not good enough to help them in the playoffs and the games that will really matter. And then, like I said, we got to stop getting so excited about the Saints beating Tom Brady in the regular season. We saw what happened in the playoffs, right? They couldn't win when it mattered. <laughs> Pretending. I'm sorry. Damn. All right. <laughs> Number two, Seattle Seahawks. They never started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even say ending or floating. They never started. They're still at the starting line. <laughs> stalling out then. Yeah, oh, that's what they're doing. They're stalling out. They're a mannequin right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, like, I got to stop saying I'm sorry. But like you said, they, they're probably going to play upset maker for the rest of the season. But you're three and five. And the way the Cowboys, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks, Green Bay, Cardinals. It's too much. There's too many top tier teams for this 
for me to think that these motherfuckers are really gonna just come back and make this illustrious playoff run or try to run the table to get into the playoffs. Maybe the outside looking in, like Squidward looking at SpongeBob and Patrick and that little meme that gets shared all the time where he's looking out the yep. window looking at this too. Like I can see them being that. But they never got started, man. They're still at the starting <laughs> the starting line. <laughs> so your answer to trending or pretending is Squidward. Oh it, yes. <laughs> They never, they never got started. And by now, we're talking about. You realize it's week eight, and we haven't praised <laughs> um, Russell Wilson for a single game. Yeah. By now, but by the first, like the first eight games, we normally talk about. Man, he's probably going to get that MVP this year that that's eluded him all these years. And this year, we even say that. I mean, I think we only played like like five games. Yeah, but nothing really, you know, last year he was standing out. We're talking about some let Russ cook, all that shit. Everything feels off about this team. They're not they're not starting anything. They're not trending. They're not pretending. They're not ending. They're not floating. They're just grounded right now. All right. Zeno <laughs> Smith is your starter. You're not trending shit. <laughs> all right, number three, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, boy. God damn. I don't want to use a float on these guys because Kirk Cousins just shit the bed on primetime. He's now 8-17. and 17. Remember, there's two more after this one. Yeah, I know. Uh, God damn. Off the top of your head, because I literally just threw my phone on the bed. But um, off the top of your head. Did they lose by like? Did they lose by seven or less? Less. They lost by four. They lost by four, and they kept the Dallas Cowboys' best run, like the best running game in football, down to seventy-seven yards. Correct. Uh, between um, yeah, between Zeke and Pollard, seventy-six. Oh man, they're they're. It was uh twenty to sixteen, final score. Uh. I feel like trending would be too much for them, but you know what? I'm going to go with trending. That was a tough loss, and Kirk Cousins just got outshined by the um <clears throat> by <laughs> by Cooper Rush. But I feel like this is one of those teams that's going to be lurking around to get those get one of the last two spots for the playoffs. So I'm I'm going to say trending. That that loss, it was a it was a big loss, but they only lost by like four points. So trending. We haven't seen the last of them yet. Okay. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you can go ahead and say ending, man. They never started. <laughs> they never started. But they <laughs> but they just whooped up on the Lions. Everybody's supposed to whoop up <laughs> on the Lions right now. <laughs> like everybody is supposed that's a practice game. I mean, we expect the Lions to be competitive because that's what we know them for. They're a competitive losing team. But they weren't you know, even close in that one. No, oh boy. They were not at close one, at all. At one point, it was 41 to nothing. Exactly. No, they, <laughs> that's a fluke right there, man. That's a fluke. This is Scooby-Doo. Let's see who's really under that mask. Come on now. The Eagles, are they're, they're not that. <laughs> they're not trending. <laughs> they're not pretending. They're not ending. They never got started, okay? <laughs> but your first win, look, the first win was against the Falcons, and you see how they're playing. No offense. Yeah, they were hot after that. Oh yeah, yeah, we riding high. Yeah, and guess what? They're grounded. Next, 
All right, number five. Trending or pretending slash ending slash floating. This is the man that single-handedly ended my 7-0 lock of the week streak. Number five, quarterback Mike White. Trending all the way to the moon. <laughs> all the way to the moon. <laughs> I'm sorry. You cannot ignore. I don't care what they had to say in the Jets front office. You cannot ignore a backup quarterback. I think he was a six-round pick. Like you, you cannot ignore a backup quarterback coming in and outplaying your first-round pick his entire season in one game. You cannot ignore that. And I did it against the Bengals. And the Bengals are hot right now. Okay, I did it against this top 10 defense. Oh, boy, trending. He's trending so much, they might as well just cut Zach Wilson and pay the salary. Trending. Trending through the freaking roof. Okay. I I really hope he starts the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to see this Mike White experience. Yep. Feel the white noise, man. (laughs) Feel the white noise. And I don't mean that racially. You know, for the social justice warrior listeners, you got to take care of those guys. Let you know you're not trying to offend them. Take care of them. Yep. Yeah, got to take care of you, man, like a hug, man. Snuggle. (laughs) Uh. That was fun. All right, we're leaning around that corner. Predicting the conference playoff seedings. Now, this was this was this was your idea and it gave me a headache. I ain't gonna act like it didn't. All right, so you want me to go first, son? Yeah, you can go ahead and knock it out. Who you got? All right. Uh, do you want to start in the AFC or the NFC? Let's start AFC because the NFC seems to be more fun. Right, it definitely is. All right. So, my number one seed, I got the Buffalo Bills. Number two seed, I don't have any records now. I just got the seedings. Okay. Uh, number two seed, I got the Bengals. Mm. Three seed, I have Tennessee. Four seed, I got the Chargers. And then for my wildcard teams, I have the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Browns. I have two teams for the for both conferences for uh, just missing out. It's the Colts and the Chiefs. Ooh. <clears throat> I can see that. But you might not agree with my number seven. Uh-oh. What you got? First up, I got Buffalo Bills number one. Okay. Uh, Ten- Tennessee Titans is my second. Baltimore even, Ravens. What's up? Even without Derrick Henry? I trust the head coach because he embodies Bill Belichick's style. So he's going to find okay. a way to win games. Okay. And, um, I, feel like, I, I feel like this is the time now where Ryan Tannehill has to show everybody what they've been ignoring. You know, because all eyes are going to be on him with, uh, with Derrick Henry out. Yeah, but so is the defensive game plan. Yeah, so, I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah, this it's one of those things. This is moment. It's the moment for Ryan Tannehill to show everybody, like, yo, I've been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a minute. No, we ain't gonna put no specific no specific number on it, but you know, 
Ryan Daniel, this is your moment. Yeah, you capture it or let it slip. Absolutely, man. This is where that contract they gave you, this is where they got to see ROI, return on investment. This is it. This is where their palms are sweaty. Yep. Number three, Baltimore Ravens. Number four, I got the Cincinnati Bengals. I kind of peeked at some of these these schedules and did like a little mental math of, okay, you're going to beat these guys, probably going to lose these guys. I'm looking at how teams have been playing up to this point, like how some teams are starting to hit their stride. And by now we kind of know who is what and who is not, who's going to be a spoiler and who's going to be a top five pick in the draft. Who's going to be up there? Number you one said you five. have the. You said you have Ravens at three and Bengals at four. Yep. Oh shit! I fucked up on that one. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be Chargers <laughs> at four, Bengals at five. You good? You good? <clears throat> yeah, I actually got it sitting here with the arrows around it too, because I had to switch it around. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I got Chargers at four and Bengals at five. Okay. Then six and seven. This is where the shocker comes in. I got New England at number six. And Pittsburgh sneaking in at number seven. Wow. I could see New England. Pittsburgh ain't got a chance in hell. The problem I have with Pittsburgh is, you know how we look at Tom Brady and we say, how does he keep doing it? But we do it in like a positive way. Yep. Then we look at the Steelers and we're like, dude, how do you keep doing this? They keep the finding ways It's to not win. as impressive with uh, with Roethlisberger. I know, but that's why we don't like it. Because they're sitting here like, bro, you're literally hanging on by bubblegum and, and paper clips, and you are still winning games. The defense just keep making the right plays at the right time. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in the playoffs. Like, just sneak in there. <laughs> Pause. Oh, Lord. God damn it. (laughs) Who you got for NFC? Uh, Okay, my number one seed here. It's actually not the Cowboys. My number one seed is the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, You know, Rodgers is hot. I think Green Bay is going to... Green Bay is on a roll. They're just going to keep moving. My number two seed is the Cowboys. Uh, three seed, I have the Rams. Von Miller coming in. That They're winning that division. I love Arizona, but Rams are winning that division. Four, I got Tampa Bay. Uh, number five, Arizona. Number six, Minnesota. And number seven, I have the Saints. Uh, for the two teams I just missed out, I have the Seahawks and the Panthers. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Our lists are very similar. We got a couple of changes. I actually got the Dallas Cowboys number one. Nice. Yeah, I looked at those. I was looking at the schedule. I like to give myself a good idea. And I looked at the Dallas schedule. I don't see a lot of teams that can beat them the rest of the year. Like, mm-hmm. I expect this, this winning streak may last like 10 games. Like, I don't see a team that can beat them the rest of the year. They got a couple in there that can, that can flirt with the idea, but this Cowboys team is only going to get better and better and better. Then number two, Green Bay Packers. Three, I got the L.A. Rams. Four, Tampa Bay. Five, Arizona. Six is the Minnesota Vikings. And seven, New Orleans Saints. 
And I know I just sat there and talked all that shit about them being grounded. I still feel like they're grounded, but that defense is going to carry them to the playoffs. And then shit gets real. (laughs) Damn, so we had the exact same rankings except number two and number one were swapped. It's week eight, man. We kind of know what's going to happen. And that leaves rooms for so many surprises because we think we kind of got an idea of what's going on. We kind of think we got to figure it out. Then, you know, somebody comes along and starts surprising you. Like, you know, like you said, Seattle outside looking in. I, I can see them storming back, but it's just like, yeah, this is a this is a very, very top-heavy NFC. Like, yeah. very top-heavy NFC. Yeah, the NFC is top-heavy, <clears throat> but the AFC seems like, seems more like anything can happen. Yeah. Like, I spe- like it's crazy when you look at it. <clears throat> When you look at the AFC, like Tom Brady's not there anymore. The Patriots aren't running it. And the Chiefs are struggling. Mahomes ain't on top. So like after that, it's like a free-for-all. Like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the rankings list that I typed out, and I'm like, damn, like none of these teams look like truly consistent uh players. You know, other than Buffalo should be, but I mean, they just look like a list of random ass teams. Yeah. One through five for the NFC, it's like all of them are believable to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one through five. I have no doubt that the NFC, there's going to be an NFC team that wins the Super Bowl. Oh, you already told me. Yeah, oh, you want to go ahead and put it out there, buddy? Oh, what the Cowboys? Yeah, you, you want yeah. to go ahead and put it out there? You taking the Cowboys I, over the Bills? I've been put it out there. I put it out there like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys oh, over Cowboys over the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yep. Oh boy, that's gonna be a fun last episode. <laughs> it's it's funny because I'm looking at it and I have three teams that so. I'm picking the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But there are two teams that I personally want to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, <clears throat> the Rams are Von Miller. I want to see Von get a get another ring. And Green Bay. I want to see Aaron Rodgers get another ring. So between those two and then Cowboys being my official pick, like honestly, other than maybe Cincinnati, there's no team in the AFC that I would want to see win Super Bowl. Yeah, I almost see Josh Allen win it. Just just last year, I was shitting on him. I can't lie to you. I mean, it would be nice to see Josh Allen, but if Lamar Jackson was to somehow make it there and win it, then I'll probably lose my shit. You know, you no, know, I'd be happy for him. Like, I'm not gonna root against him, but. There's no one really in the ass that I'm actually rooting for. But nah. You know, I you know what I was saying for the whole summer? One quarterback away from a Super Bowl, and all we got now is one quarterback away from an interception at the end of the game. <laughs> like this is what I got now. I'm I'm starting to miss Phillip Rivers. Oh man, you were saying one quarterback away, and now you're like, ah oh, shit, two quarterbacks away. <laughs> Boy, what? 
Oh my god. <laughs> two quarterback. Next thing you know, two quarterbacks away is gonna turn into one cornerback away and then one defensive lineman away. After a while, you like <laughs> only one football team away. Yep, yep. There's a one GM away. It's really simple. All we got to do is get rid of everybody on this roster and start over. Easy. Dude. Oh, boy. It's a goddamn shame. But we are approaching the end of our show. Once again, I would like to tell you guys to, well, not tell you, but just let you know you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, FOE Pod, FOE Podcast. Twitter, you can follow me, the Daily FOE. That's my Twitter handle. And you can follow Josh, J underscore whole 34. And at the end of every show, we like to do a mic drop. And I know this is a pretty lengthy show, but we did get a little bit of boost in listeners this like this past week. So I do appreciate everybody. But make sure you listen. You might miss it. Mine's a little bit simple. Josh, do you have anything extravagant? Because mine's really not a prediction or anything. Uh, I, I guess I'll go last. It's about my team. So. All right. <clears throat> my mic drop is simple. It's just overall support for Calvin Ridley and his battle with mental issues. As a product of depression and anxiety, I understand that shit can be a lot to deal with. So I hope to see him back soon. Take all the time you need. And then on top of that, I wish fans would stop being such dicks all the time. Stop throwing out the whole $10 million thing when some of us call out of work for $20 an hour. You can't do this to this man. And then on top of that, Michael Jordan took a break in 93. He came back and won three championships. Fuck it. Um, Dak Prescott has been open about his depression, and you all know what he went through. We don't have to talk about it. But he's playing better than ever. Taking care of the mental health is important. Everybody should look to take care of it. Keep the mind and the body in seek and watch great things happen. I like it. I'm with you 100% on that. Hopefully, uh, Calvin Ridley can get himself together, come back. Yeah, I, know, I know I've been talking a lot of shit, but, you know, just from the games I watched, just looking at him, and I'm not talking about just the drop passes, he didn't seem like he was there. Yeah. And I wish more people would kind of take pride in self. Like, I understand the inevitable. We got to go out and we got to work to make money. And we got to do this and we got to do that. But all you have at the end of the day is you. So you got to take care of every aspect, not just clothe yourself like a Barbie doll. You have to take care of every aspect. So I applaud him for doing what a lot of people won't do, which is take a step back and, you know, take care of the self. But, you know, it's on you. All right, man, I agree with that. Um, My mic drop here is we talked about the Broncos and how they're in the rebuilding stage, sitting at four and four. My mic drop is that the Denver Broncos will end up with a top five draft pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Okay. I like that. You want me to say the thing again before we head out? Say it. Uh, okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>